forever. Dog. Rest in peace, David Crosby. David Crosby passed away. Uh, yeah, we want to say rest in peace to David Crosby. Um, yeah. He, he was our favorite guest on the show. Oh, he wasn't on the show. I posted that photo of you. What? I posted the photo of you uh-huh. on stage as David as Crosby. David Crosby. I on my Instagram to see how many people true. would be like, rest I, in peace. He looked I so missed. good for his age. I'm looking at, no I'm one. going to look at this right now. That was, <laughs> it was when in I was my walked... stories that I didn't want to put a heart next to it because uh-huh. I didn't want anybody to imply anything, but I just had that photo of you and I thought there it is. Let oh me my see goodness. Who, yeah. <laughs> what I when Kurt Vile was playing a show in Philadelphia like a, a New Year's Eve style show. Um we had talked for years, me and him, about me coming on stage dressed like David Crosby and just floating around. So I went on this show, this huge show, dressed like David Crosby just floated around sat on the drum riser strummed a guitar aimlessly that wasn't clearly wasn't plugged in never went near a mic and then at one point i was like this guy is good like i said one thing into the mic and one of the most uncomfortable moments was getting into the elevator to go back up to the to the dressing room because it was a theater it was like a and I Huge came into show. the elevator dressed like Patty Smith. You were dressed like Patty no, no, Smith. <laughs> I'm dressed like David Crosby. I get into the elevator, and there are people I know perfect in the elevator that don't know that that's me. And Ugh. I didn't say Don't tell say me that's not the best me. feeling in the world. I didn't say it was me. I just let it be weird. This is why I wear my Pikachu mascot costume around. Yeah. It feels good. It mm-hmm. feels real good, man. You're not worried when you wear this Pikachu costume with somebody's going to have a giant butterfly net because they're trying to catch them all, thinking that you're <laughs> I, like... That's what I'm going for. Oh, you're trying to get caught. Well, I just want to be wanted. Mm-hmm. And one time I saw a Snorlax and I started chasing him. Mm-hmm. And then he had a gun. Snorlax with a gun is uh, not cool, Snorlax. Not that was cool. who Eric Adams ran against, and that's why he's mayor. Look, I'll say this. There's a guy in New York. His name is George Santos. Mm-hmm. And I think this guy is getting a raw yep. deal. Agreed. People love surprises in life. Boo! Yeah. Ah! Surprise! Ah! I love it! These are more. everybody's favorite things. So why not have that in politics? A guy who's just like, I'm gay, but I was married. Mm -hmm. I'm Jewish, but I'm Jewish. So funny. Which is 
kind of brilliant, actually. He's like, there's so no, I much said, about Jewish. it. That's... I said I was Jewish. I'm Jewish. He's like the and speaking of Jewish, he's like the Hanukkah of people because every day you unwrap a new present. And it's eight crazy nights with this guy every week. Eight exactly. crazy nights a week with George mm-hmm. Santos. Which is what the Beat- what that Beatles song was really about. Yeah. It was about George Santos. They knew it, he was coming. Um mm-hmm. And we have to give a shout out to one one of our devoted listeners, Marissa, is actually the person who's been breaking a lot of these stories. I don't know if you guys know that. Marissa is the Ooh. one that's been going on MSNBC, and she broke the the drag story, how George Santos has a, a you know does drag or has a drag alter ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd like to invite him in drag on the show. We would like to invite his alter ego onto the show and interview her. I because she's sickening. I've seen photos. I want to extend. An invitation to George Santos, if you want to be a part of the mom network, <laughs> the door is open, George. Well, we do have a slight conflict there because people on Twitter have been no- uh, noting that uh, George Santos and drag's, drag looks a lot like Meatball, who is already who is an uh, um, incredible drag queen that is already on mom. So there might be some, I, some conflict this, of interest there. I um, see this screenshot, Tom. They did Paris is Burning on... Weekend at Bergman's. Mm-hmm. Yes, versus Drop Dead Gorgeous. I, I see a, I see a screenshot of our man Brett wearing opera gloves, looking sickening. Sure, and for Thank people, you. Who, for you. people who don't know, Weekend at Bergman. And first of all, welcome to Double welcome Threat. Welcome to Double Threat. Welcome to Double Threat. Enough with freaking we. No, no offense. I got a plug. Yeah, why I did we plug mention another before, podcast before, before we even the... said the name of our own? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No <laughs> offense. No offense. I'm sick We're of weekend of Bergman. I'm sick of the sick I'm of sick of it. I'm saying it's enough about weekend of Bergman. This guy, this Brett, who you don't have to no more. Brett, clearly, Brett's the producer of Double Thread, and he's also one of the Co-hosts. big muckety mucks around here at Forever Dog. Um, and he also has a podcast that he does called with, Conflict uh, of Interest. He's got a podcast. This is what I want to say. What is your title here, Brett? Um, I'm top dog, top dog, so forever, forever dog. Is everything like dog, like deputy I dog? You know what I mean? Like, I'll walk out of here if if he says, "Yeah, I'm top dog." Uh, guess what? I'm out, dog. <laughs> I appreciate you calling me one of the big wigs because I I'm I'm the third co-founder, but I'm that you know how every company has one. Like they have two co-founders that yeah. remain actively in charge of running the company. So and like, there's always like the third co-founder who's like, oh yeah, he also was there at the beginning. You're but like we don't Andrew really... Garfield in yeah. the in the social network. That's right. First, as soon as there's you're, an opportunity to cut me out, I'm getting cut out you're hard. The first one, I'm getting cut out hard. Gets, <laughs> what was that guy's name again? The one who wasn't even a Winklevoss. Yeah, he was. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? What well, is. that's me. Yeah. So, but what is your official title? Uh, co-founder, and then I'm I'm a you know a producer. I'm a co-founder. You, li- you know he's dog. a hyphenate. He likes to yeah. have lots of titles. Co-founder, and what is Joe Cilio, your co-host on Weekend at Bergman? What what is his? Oh, title? Joe. Joe is the CEO. Joe is Joe's got a, a oh, pretty legit CE, legit the, title. Can, can yeah. I can I pitch this? Please. C E Joe. C E Joe. I like talking. that. I just want to say. JulieKlausner.com. Weekend at Bergman's. This is a, a JD in the sure straight shot situation. <laughs> well, I see, I, I see a screenshot from the, <laughs> is... from, the, from the from the episode they did. Yeah. 
This is... And I think to myself, the drag episode, I think to myself, finally, Joe dresses up. Yeah, finally. Can you? Can we see that, Brett? Yeah, yeah. gladly, yeah. But, but the owner of the Knicks and the Rangers and Madison Square Garden, he is his band. He plays blues. Oh, are rock. you talking? Oh, yeah. I didn't know you were talking about, uh, what's his name? The MSG guy. James Dolan. Yeah. And that's the name of his band? JD and the Straight Shot. That's so funny because that's that's my favorite band. Oh, well, that's I never the, made that connection. Oh, Julie, I, boy, you know, oh, my boy. Number, oh, my I God. I saw them for open you. for the Eagles at, actually, now that yes. I'm thinking about it, Madison yeah. Square Garden. Yeah. Um, what a co-winky dink. I'm starting to feel like this. Or a skin-a-ma-rinky-dink, that friggin' horror movie. Friggin' scare thing. the crap out of me. I I'm not going to see it. I'll thing. be too scared. I ain't watching that thing. I don't have enough drawers. So I see this on Twitter. <laughs> Okay. My you know, what my first thought is, Tom? Yeah, what's that? Finally Joe tried. Now which one's Joe? He wishes. He wishes. He wishes. He wishes he could look that stunning. What we're seeing is Big Dipper yeah, and Meatball yes, from Sloppy Seconds. Yes. Uh, Joe is uh having a baby this episode to be fair. Uh you know, uh He's having so, another one? Uh, this is the this uh, the is original. This, this is the original. Yeah, this original is Enzo. Baby. Uh so he was out uh um doing that mm -hmm. and uh uh, I co-hosted with uh, Big Dipper and Meatball. Uh, they both look incredible, and yeah, uh, look everybody should yeah. go listen to this episode. It's a real, it's a, it's a, okay. it's a great uh, starting point. I swear to God, Rick if you put Bergman's. Paris's garb is, is burning in the garbage can, and I, I'll, I'll burn your garbage can. I would I, never. One of my all-time favorites. I love that Brett just said, "Hey, this episode without Joe is a great starting point." <laughs> for people to check out Weekend at Bergman's. An episode. It's like a his, weight was lifted. Something There's something about that episode. We were oh, able to really get into it. I didn't know his baby's it. name was Enzo. What a cute name. Isn't that the best? Yeah, Lorenzo, but he goes by Enzo. And he's the cutest. Enzo's a great name. Well, get ready. Get ready, if I were, I, if I held held that baby up, I would sing him, to him like Jim Morrison. I'd say, this is the Enzo. My only Frenzo. The Enzo. I looked at him and I said, you're a podcast baby talking into microphones. Oh, I like this. Making people feel less alone when they listen to your podcast, baby. <laughs> Boopy doopy doop. <laughs> this is like Woody, this is like Woody Allen. This is like a bird call. He might wander into the studio if he's yeah. in L.A. If we'll I'm in Los Angeles, him. making a picture. We'll summon him like Rumple Stillskin. Rumpled Stillskin. Like rumpled, <laughs> yeah, rumpled. <laughs> he's rumpled. Rumpled clothekins. Yeah, yeah, that freaking Gilligan hat. <laughs> I have something to say, speaking of Jewish people. Well, you've got and, something to say. What is it? Yep, that? I sure do. Okay, I'm ready. I'm beginning to think that Kanye hasn't even seen the Fablemans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh. What is it? Janu late January? Where's his review? He's shockingly silent right now. He's been, I think he's been quiet and I think he is, and I, this is just a theory. I think he's really jealous of George Santos getting all the attention. Yeah. I think he might, um, 
he might start collaborating with George Santos, so he might slide into that Kid Cudi slot now that those two don't uh, get along anymore. That'd be pretty I just want to know if he liked it or not. But now I'm beginning to think he hasn't even seen it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's still working his way through screeners. He is. Do you think he liked Tar? Do you think he liked what? What is he? Oh God! I saw a clip of the whale. I said this is not a real movie. This is a mad TV sketch. Yeah, I ain't seeing the whale. I ain't seeing that. That's one of those. How much you paying me now? Exactly. Would you like to see the whale? Sure. How much? Uh, well, tickets are no, no, no. How much? I will uh, pay. Are you going to pay me to see it? I will accept money from someone if they want a quote from me for the poster, and mm-hmm. I will contribute the following blurb. Mm-hmm. It's a whale of a tale. I was going to say it's a whale of a good time. Um, Mine is less. Uh, I'm, I'm being a little more measured. Mm-hmm. I would say if I was writing a whale poster, I'd say. Yo, Mo, <laughs> B, don't be a dick. <laughs> See don't the whale. Yo, yeah, Mo, Mo, don't be Mo, a Mo dick, be a dick comma, because he didn't see the whale. the whale. Yeah. Yo, yo, and in parentheses, a you, because you. Yo, Mo, a p- picture of Mo Rocca? Mo? Maybe I'll just say you will be seen as mo mo uh, it's not gonna work it's not gonna work it might well just don't i would say don't be a moby dick go see the well and what then about you say because mo- it's a well oh, of a God. good time i saw my first i saw my first three stooges short the other day yeah how'd that go for you i liked the first um 30 seconds of it before they showed up well then that that's not a good sign if you were enjoying I, the three stooges liked, before the three was, stooges arrived because i wish it was the stooges i wish it was iggy and the stooges yeah. it was rolling around glass i wish they were well here's the thing they they were missing and they're like have you seen these three people they're idiots and there was mm-hmm. a photo of the three of them i was like okay this is funny i like that that's funny mm-hmm. then they showed up and all they do is make a mess and hurt each other. Yeah. I don't like either of those things. I like it when people act stupid. Clearly, you know, we, we do this show. I like the episodes where they're in a tool shed together. Oh, God. But then it's just like, then just saw off your fingers. Yeah. Just saw them off. Like, yeah. like, uh, w- just make it like the peck and paw sketch from Monty Python. If you're going to be violent, then just go for it. It's yeah. all ben- benign harm. And I hate to be like so, you know, stereotypically gendered because, you know, women like don't like the Three Stooges and I don't want to, you know, necessarily, but I, I, j- their voices and they're just, I, I look at them and I'm like, I'd rather fuck a dog than any three of these guys. <laughs> I think that could have been a decent short. And then as they got older, you know what I might like is late Three Stooges when they're genuinely ailing. Like and when they're it's in just... a, it's a mad, 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 mad world where they're firemen and they're barely able to hold the hose up for the one shot well and you always said that like late stage three stooges is just elder abuse on camera yeah it's just picking on old people it's uh so maybe that'll be more my speed 
Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Trash Humpers, Julie? <laughs> that's a movie. Now, that's a Three Stooges for our time. Okay. All right. The, it is not the Three Stooges in Trash Humpers. That would be amazing if it said the Three Stooges, like, where the card just says the Three Stooges in Trash Humpers. I mean, Brad, have you seen Trash Humpers? Oh, yeah. Uh, directed by Harmony Corrine, right? That's right. Yes. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. I love Trash Humpers. Mm, okay. Okay. I think that's good. I think that's a good idea that they could just light the, the Three Stooges estate. Yeah. Could license out the mm-hmm. opening. So like you yeah. could just say the Three Stooges are in your movie mm-hmm. and put that thing on the top of Yeah. It would make anything better. But somebody somebody edit that in front of the following things. Annie Hall. Yeah. Scenes from a mall. Scenes from a mall. Dancer in the dark. The whale. Um, the whale. Those are the ones that should have the Three Stooges added to them. Did you grow up watching the Three Stooges on Channel 11 when they'd like show always, them during I the shorts? I always hated the Three Stooges. Always hated it. Was dumb. Thought it was dumb. It was the wrong kind of comedy to me. Not fun dumb. Not fun dumb. I just thought it was dopey the same way I thought Kiss was dopey. And when yes. I looked at my peers and they were just like, oh, like Kiss. I was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And they uh, like, I like Three Stooges. All, you're all, yeah. you're still stupid. They would all be at January 6th. Don't you think the, the Three, three Stooges? Stooges? Yeah. Help me move if this we podium, were... <laughs> you idiot. I'm trying to move this podium. Boop. Hey, Mo, you know, maybe that podium shouldn't be. Ah, you all, you moron. There, there's, the Insurrection is a Three Stooges movie. Yeah. Hey, Mo, maybe we shouldn't climb through this uh, window here. Hey, you moron, get out of my way. I'm going into uh, going into Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> office, you idiot. Hey, Mo, maybe you shouldn't be going through a drawer. Ah, right, shut up. Who's the one with, like, the, the really annoying high, like, fake voice that even in vaudeville probably bombed? Curly. Yeah, Curly's probably the ugliest of them. No, Curly... And there was Curly Joe, who was hot as hell. Oh, yeah. Joe. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Yeah. No, it really. Uh... Marjorie Taylor Greene actually could have been the first female stooge now that I'm thinking of it. I, what about this for three stooges? I'm listening. Lauren Boebert. Mm-hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. Matt Gates. Matt Gates. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Matt Gates. I love him i think he's I love cool him. i think he's incredibly dashing i don't know he's why dashing. he didn't go into hollywood and become he could have played beavis in the beavis and butthead movie <laughs> if they did a live action version of that he could have they would have had to have reduced the size of aspects of his face for him to be I beavis was very turned on watching footage of Kevin McCarthy like whispering to him and him mm-hmm. nodding. You've seen that that, yeah. that clip, right? I'm like, what are they talking about? Are they talking about their favorite episode of Wednesday? They like the one with the dance. And this dance. This Wednesday dance. I just want to say. This Wednesday dance. I can't stop doing it. I almost killed myself in the shower. I was slipping in a fall and then I, I, I was I, like, 
Be careful, please. Like, That's all I ask. Be I, careful. I, I'm trying as hard as I can. Don't do the Wednesday dance in the shower. I do the Wednesday dance in the shower don't. no matter what the friggin' day please of the week. Please don't do the Wednesday dance in the shower. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, I definitely do it in the elevator. The elevator's fine. Not in the shower. Um, mm. I just want to say this Wednesday dance. She's dancing around the goo-goo muck by the cramps. <laughs> when I saw, ain't nothing hold a candle to that original Wednesday dance. That kid was going off, and that kid's like four years old. Yeah, she was four, and Lurch was like, I'll try to keep up, I guess. I mean, like, that's one of the best examples of dancing I've ever seen in my life when that little kid in the original Adams Family's going off. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ken Weatherwax is over at the craft service table getting an egg salad sandwich. <laughs> you know he ate say, egg like, salad. He probably gave her some performance pills. You, like, yeah. You First of all, you know egg salad was huge on the Adams Family set. Yes. Gomez right um, really liked it when they put chives on top. Yes. Um, he would have the guy who played things spoon it into his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing would and they went through things every week on that show. I don't know if you know, but they would, um, because things would have their fingers broken. Yeah, by the mob who by produced the, mob the show for gambling because they bet. They were constantly being threatened by the mob. And thing also couldn't stop just the ponies. Thing loves the ponies. He loved the ponies. So he's betting on those ponies. Whereas now, Fester was more of a uh, slots guy. I don't like. You don't like Uncle Fester? No way, shape, or form do Wait I like Uncle Fester. I'm sorry, I don't. Hold I never the phone. That. What don't you like about everything? <laughs> Look, the monsters are working class. They're slobs. Herman has a job at the mortuary. The Adams family, these are Nepo babies. The Adams family are Nepo babies, and I'm glad that Double Threat is finally taking a stand and saying, we're the Munsters. Yeah. We're not the Adams. The Adams family is for snobs. Mm -hmm. The Munsters. First of all, you can't. That garage opening, that Mm -hmm. music, that song, immediately you know you came to the right place. Came to the right place. Hey, uh, Brett. Uh, Boehm. Uh, yes, yes. It's a shock to hear my name said correctly. Full name, too. Was, yeah, yeah. Your full name. It's taken aback. Wait, re- remi- hold on. I'm trying to remember what his his middle name is. Like, is Jonathan or Christopher? Let's see if or... we can guess. Something with a J. Can we guess Brett's middle name? Here we go. Here we go. We did We did, uh, We did. did before, and it was something with a It was uh, Jordan? That's right. Mm, okay. There ding, we ding, ding. Jordan. We have a winner. Brett Jordan Boehm. Yes. Well, just give your social security number, and then we're all the way there to uh, <laughs> we identity theft. We almost gave out his phone number, but he <laughs> edited it out that time. Hey, you want this identity? Come steal it. I'll, I'll give it yeah, to you. He'll be giving it to you. I so feel the same way. Still. Honestly, Brett, <laughs> yeah. I feel the same damn way yeah. at this point. Every time I hear identity Take theft, it. I'm like, where do I sign up? Yeah. Yeah, where I, what, I would, what I would do for a clean slate at this point. Yeah. Guy steals your identity. He's all these bills start showing up at his house. <laughs> oh God damn it! I picked God, the wrong lem- guy. How much do I owe from le- lemon? What's lemoncello? It's the first question the guy who steals 
Brett's identity yeah. has. Yeah. All, all the cease and desists from our T-shirts that we make are, are going to going to that 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 guy now. Guys, like I stole the identity. I am now Brett Boom. Yes. Hey, I'm uh, working Hollywood toy and costume. Uh, you owe us fifteen hundred dollars. You owe us fifteen hundred dollars for a Batmobile. You what's bought, Hollywood you toy and costume? Why do I owe them a hundred thousand dollars? Oh, fine. Okay, here's a check. Hollywood toy and costume. Fine. But now I am finally the mighty Brett Boehm. I am him now. <laughs> knock, knock, uh, knock. Yeah, he's like. Hey, it's a T Public. Uh, you were taking you to court for this. Yeah. You're being Metallica, sued by Metallica is suing us, and, and we're Beatles. we're not in. We can't sell. We yeah. can't sell T-shirts with yeah. uh, Deadpool on them anymore. Yeah, because Metallica's bad. Yeah, but you guys fine. Keep okay, making I'll, them after we pulled up that fine. I don't care. I'll go knock, to knock, court. Knock, knock, knock. I am finally. I have stolen the identity. Yes. Hi, we're the. It's it's us, the Bureau of what is it? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for you have no yeah. you do not have a license to make right. lemon. We want to talk about you making liquor in your basement and yeah. selling and distributing. it to other yeah. states. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got some very helpful advice uh, on that, by the way, in my DMs this week. So thanks to all the listeners who gave me some tips on how to uh ship lemon my limoncello without fear of uh i mean of course nothing certain i could still get in brett's trouble for this dms but. are open apparently De- brett's dms are open so and people the atf is DMs. close so the atf is sliding into brett's dms yeah you ever had anybody slide into your dms julie I've never had it, it happen happened back once. in my back in the day it's never happened when i was once. when i wore a younger man's clothes Never once has anybody sl- sliding into my DMs. I don't believe that for a hot minute. Well, what are they saying? What What is it like when somebody slides into your DMs? Let me, well, give me an example. Is this somebody sliding through your DMs and they go, you're not funny? Oh, uh, that, <laughs> people usually. Hey, stupid, you're not funny. You think you're funny, do but that you're on not. The Instagram. Is that that's sliding what into I've your DMs? I've got that on Instagram. Okay. Twitter, the not the not funny stuff is usually in my mentions. They don't want to hide that from yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is not just between you and me. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brett. Ah, uh, yes. What's up? Oh, I got some exciting stuff for you all this week. Yeah. Some real exciting stuff. Almost too much. I don't know if I'm able to fit this all in. But Weird, wild stuff. Let's yeah. start with some uh, some some announcements uh, for all the double thread heads out there. They're dying for more. What else can I get out of this show? I love what I'm hearing, but what else is going on? Well, we've got some new T-shirts on our uh, TFU store, and of course, that stands for Totally Effed Up. It's the uh, store we created where we put uh, you know effed up T-shirt designs of the kind that you might find in a Hot Topic or a or a Spencer's Gifts. Uh, and man, these shirts are flying off the rack, and we got some new designs up over there uh, just in the past few days. Um, we got I three new designs. A- I don't remember Avatar. Uh, I, I kind of didn't think you would. That was that was uh, that was my that's my um, I, I wanted to contribute one because uh, uh, Julie and Tom, you both got, you know, uh, one, one each of these ideas. The other two ideas are your ideas. I wanted to, you know, you know, I had Cannibal, So I wanted to kind of keep my I, I just mm-hmm. feel like I want to keep carrying my, you know, share of the, the load here. Sure. Uh, so Avatar was something I kind of said under my breath two weeks back and I think got uh, was sort of not 
picked up on, but I did. If you go back, I did technically say Avatar <laughs> on the show. You spent hours making this graphic. Yeah. That's right. For, yes. yeah. for this thing, I said that you guys didn't pay attention. Certain That's right. Ones, yeah. Certain ones he spends hours working on. That Avatar one he's spending. That Avatar one is uh, he's knocking out, <laughs> I don't out pretty know, fast. Tom. Tom, sadly, this was a this was a, a lion's share of my week was oh, doing no. that was doing Avatar. I, I, th- oh, I think no. there was some effort into that. Yeah, it's just a picture of Abba, and their faces are blue. And I yeah, gave them ears. Pretty... I gave them the Avatar ears. Okay, they have Avatar Avatar ears. The Navi. I didn't know that this is what those people look like on the, in that movie. Oh, it is Avatar. It is. Watch this become the bestseller, and then everything we okay Avatar to the show is. Avatar, to be fair, we say Avatar. Yeah, and isn't Abba? Aren't the bees reversed? No, that that's correct. I double checked. First B right. is backwards. I, I really went deep Abba, on this. What about Avatar and put the accent over A and then stick uh, Kate Blanchett in the back? <sighs> that's really good. Yeah, that's really. What, good. Or see, what about this, Brett? How about this one? Tar a tar. Yeah, and then you yeah. do yeah. tar. You do. Yeah. Tar as an as a Navi. That's really good. Yeah, that's why I said it. You think I'm saying bad stuff on this show? All right, well, look out for uh, Tara Tar uh, next week, uh, which uh-huh. will be uh, Lydia Tar as uh, as a Navi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can get Avatar right. Avatar right now uh, is available, and the link is in the show notes to go check that store out. Uh, but there's two uh, two other real uh, home runs if if uh, Avatar isn't isn't uh, up your alley. We of course have. Um, uh, a Megan themed shirt here that says, "Yeah, I like Megan. Megan, these M and M's disappear." That's... This is the best thing ever because yeah. it's so cool and yeah. it looks great. It looks like this is like like a cool like Avril Lavigne type girl that was, would yeah, want to wear this. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to lean into the hot topicness of this one and really kind of yeah, yeah go a little sort of mall punk with it. You know, Megan does have a uh, an Avril Lavigne feel. Yeah. This shirt rules, and if you wear it, you will definitely have sex. Yeah. And M&Ms are obviously in the news, you know, uh, since they went woke and they yeah. uh, attracted the ire of Nick Adams and his and his ilk. That yeah. was a lot of, that was very well said, what I just uh, yeah. said there. It was very impressive. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought we were talking to Wolf Blitzer for a second, doing the evening news. Um, what else we got? Okay. Um, my other car is a big dick. I, I, uh, know, which I went I, just listen, sort of straight forward say, with. I, I hate to toot my own horn, but this is my oh, favorite just because of the simplicity it's of really the great. graphic design. It's, really great. it's so straightforward. Yeah, that's pretty brilliant. It Amazing. looks really good. Yeah, this this one looks like just like a classic. This could be any era, seventies, eighties. Like you wear this T-shirt, mm-hmm. you're wearing a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. An important lesson learned this week about working uh, smarter, not harder. After I spent about forty hours on Avatar <laughs> and then four minutes on this one and looked at them side by side and said, "Wow, that uh, Mario the Car is a big dick is way yeah. better than, Ab- than <laughs> Avatar." Yeah. Now, where are we at in terms of sales? What's the top oh. sellers? Still beefsteak Charlies. Uh, beefsteak char- top sellers are uh, beefsteak Charlies. Um, uh, Et, uh, you, you know that one. Uh, really? I've said it before. Uh, yeah, Et. Et's doing well. Yes, uh, Et's doing very both, well. Both shirts. Uh, the oh, the the Et and Drag is doing better. Is doing okay. better, way better. Okay. Um, so that is a huge, huge seller. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, you know, uh, what are you looking at? Dickhead is holding strong, mm-hmm. moving units. Uh, Cannibal does pretty dick, well. I feel like my other cars of big dick is in the dickhead collection. I think there's a, a great, like, yeah. you know, I think there's a nice sort of, what is that called? Symbiosis? Is that a word? Uh, yeah, or synchronicity, or a kind yeah, of, yeah. Uh, there's a it, they they're, they've got they they're on the same vibe, mm-hmm. and if you have one, you should probably have the other one. Get the collection. Die Crypto Scum is doing well. That's that's mm-hmm. that's is it? That's a late riser at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fableman. If you're in a rock band, if you're in a rock band, like a like a rock band, like mm-hmm. a cool rock band, yeah. I'm talking about like like the the rock bottom remainders. Uh, sure. JD and the what is it? What are they called? Shot. Citizen Dick, any of these great bands that are out there. I challenge you to wear one of those cool shirts on stage and rock out with it. And you can free and cut the sleeves off. Yeah. T Public, P Public don't care. I think it's. I, I mean, be, don't do it around an open flame. Don't do it around an open flame. Don't do it in the shower. <laughs> I would say the second the T Public shirt shows up, start chopping it up with scissors. Because then there ain't no refunds. Then we get all the money. Ain't no refunds. <laughs> you hacked it up. Ain't no I refunds. I want to see a cool rock star playing the guitar on stage wearing one of these Die Crypto Scum shirts. That's, That's what we need. Cool. We need some celebrity That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. See a Tom Morello on stage or a, a, uh, 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 what's his Clapton. name? The, from the tattoo show. A the Dave one with Navarro. The Dave Navarro. We have Dave, yeah. Dave Navarro oh, on stage. He doesn't really wear shirt. Doesn't he like to go shirtless though? He likes to go shirtless on stage. On on uh, Ink Master, he always wears funny t-shirts. Oh, really? Well, yeah. we got to get one of these shirts on Ink Master. That would be the ultimate. That would be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <gasps> you know, it would be great. What's that? Bruce Valange. I know it's a different brand mm-hmm. because we're talking about rock stars, and that's not the first person you think of. But he does like funny t-shirts. What about this as a shirt? It takes a village. <gasps> Not like it takes a village. It takes a village. Yes. It takes a village. I love it. It's great. So if you want to pick up any of these uh, TFU shirts, the link is in the show notes. You can also find a link to our, our, our normal Double Threat store with all our Double Threat merch on it. Uh, and all the stuff you've been hearing, if you want to watch along with us as well, we have video episodes of Double Threat available on Forever Dog Plus. You sign up mm-hmm. at foreverdog.plus. Also get ad-free episodes and episodes of Ask Julie on there on foreverdog.plus. Uh, you can follow us at Double Threat Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to see clips from the show and, mm. and links to all this stuff. And then if you're really a big Double Threat head and you want to meet other Double Threat heads, get on that Discord. The link is in the show notes. The Double Threat Discord is uh, going off seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Uh, you can make some new friends in there and talk about the show. And, of course, send submissions for the show to doublethreatpod at gmail.com. All those things. Do all of them. Do all Do of them. Do them everybody. all right now. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them.
Now, Brett. Yes. You got a you got a clip for us. To I do. Warm I do. I got the machine. Yeah, I got some. I got I got two warm up clips uh, for you here. Both both uh, short little warm up clips. Uh, the first one, uh, you know, every what time. What are we warming up for? Oh no! Wait, maybe this is the show, baby. Yeah, the show's we're almost not... over. You're right. This is this we're cool, is we're in cool down mode. Actually, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the chef doesn't put any less uh, effort into the appetizer than the entree. You know, just because it's the beginning, I just mean it's the it's the you know the appetizer before the main course. Uh, but you know, if you look at any menu, any restaurant you go to, those appetizers they aren't they aren't phoning those in. Uh, some high quality. Uh, appetizers out there, and this is our <laughs> some high appetizer. quality appetizers out there. Um, what's happening? What does that What does that mean? What's ha- What's you know, happening? What's appetizing? I don't know. We're giving you the business, Brett. Yeah. You could take it yeah. though. We got. Oh, I could take it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you this is you know, it. you see on there. Oh, calamari. Well, here is this yeah. is this is what I'm talking about. Oh, he's still talking about I it. I know. We've got a real regular Judd appetizer up in here. <laughs> So uh, last uh, two weeks ago, you'll remember we did the uh, top ten ghosts episode with Roz Hernandez. Everybody's got to go check that out. And you know, after the episode comes out, uh, inevitably people start pouring on Twitter. Oh, you forgot this one. You forgot this one. You forgot this. Usually, anger. Now he's starting to get. He's starting to get mad at the people on Twitter. It used to be like, oh, Twitter's fun. Now he's like. You know when anybody does an impression of somebody like that? Like if somebody's mm-hmm. telling a story and they're like, so I'm talking to my brother and I'm, I'm saying, yeah. hey, you know, we should talk to mom and dad about that. Then my brother's like, I don't know if we should talk to mom. Like, you know when you do that voice who you're supposed to side with in the telling of the story. And like, I think your brother's right on this one. I'm just saying it's it's fine. Wrong, Brad. Oh, it's no, it's fine. It's fine. It's great. I love the engagement. I love it. I'm just saying. Normally, I kind of just you know uh, let that stuff go, and just people can talk and have other ideas. But somebody, uh, listener Victoria, suggested a a a nominee that we forgot that we didn't cover that I think is worth Mm. considering for a possible late inclusion or or special mention or something like that. Is this our friend Victoria? Uh, no, no. This is a another. This is actually uh, Victoria was on the uh, Cat of the Year episode. Um, so, so our other friend Victoria, uh, who also hosts a great movie podcast called A Breath of Fresh Movie, uh, that you should all check out. Um, this is um, a nominee that that she suggested though. That is, um, it was from an NBC News report uh, back in the maybe in the eighties or the nineties uh, about a woman who believed that her toaster was haunted, a haunted toaster. Mm, okay. Um and I looked at this clip and I was like, you know what? This is uh this deserves this deserves some um right. you know deserves mm-hmm. uh Tom and Julie to check it out. Yeah. Uh, so let's check it out as possible possible inclusion in the top ten ghosts. Uh, this okay. is the haunted toaster. I have a quick question. Yes. I have a quick question before we start. Tom, you like tea? Do I like tea? I do like tea sometimes. What kind of tea do you like? Lipton? Oh, I'm bad with the brands on it. I just like it. But I mean, like, you like black tea, you like, like mint black tea, tea, you like, like Earl green Grey. Tea. With I don't like, like mint milk tea and sugar so much. Or... I like tea with uh, a little bit of honey in it, maybe. Honey and le- honey and lemon? I like lemon and tea, like honey and tea. As a kid, I used to like sugar and and uh, milk in it. I don't like that now. Um, you ever would you ever like have tea like take your dolly to tea at like the American Girl doll? I do take my dolly have, like, too. I usually go to the American Girl store at the Grove, and uh, oh, you used to go. Now I'm not technically what are you and your allowed dolly doing to go to the store. 
Um, are you and your are your are you and your dolly? What are you guys up to these days? Oh, these days we just like to cruise around and mm-hmm. uh, just uh, get to a red light, and my doll will moon somebody, and then I gun <laughs> it. Uh, I'm like okay. screeching off. Stuff, All right, stuff thank like you. That. Just curious. Yeah. I love tea. I'm just putting that out there. It's good. This is a blues, and this tea. is not a product placement. Some. This is not a product placement. She actually likes. Maybe it tea. is. Let's. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's an idea. At some point, we could brainstorm advertisers that we want. I like like that. um twinings. Uh twinings. Yeah, love twinings. Yeah, mm-hmm. love twinings. Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Bigelow, Bruce Gigolo. Male gigolo. All right. Anyway, thank you. So this is a story of a haunted. This is a toaster. haunted toaster. Haunted toaster. From, so so from important got on the news. This is an NBC story from the eighties. You're saying? Believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right here, where it says "put one slice," we heard, "I am the devil." All right. Now just hit pause for one second. This just to set the scene. This is a woman who looks kind of like Edie McClurg a little bit to just paint a picture. Um, and she's got a giant loaf of, of white bread and a toaster that looks like it's seen better days. <laughs> and she said the first thing she said is that the, the that she heard the toaster say, I am the devil. That was the first indication that this uh, mm-hmm. t- uh, uh, toaster was haunted. Okay. Mm. Um, a, a very low voice, I'd say, sounded like Eli Wallach. Have you saved any of your <laughs> satanic posts? Yes, I did save it because I wanted to be sure that somebody else would see it. Now this that one, is. Can you see that, Richard? She's holding up a Satan toast that says, lives. Satan uh, lives. Just terrible. Is the toaster still possessed? I, I, so hold on a second. She hold, hold, held up a piece of toast that she said it came out of the toaster saying Satan lives on it in the most well-written I don't know if anybody's ever written on a piece of toast as well as that one. Uh, yeah, I was I was going to say like her the the centering of the text and like the spacing, the kerning. Yeah. Sublime. I'll say this. If Satan lives, Satan also has pretty good toastmanship. Satan toasts. Satan's penmanship on toast is pretty on point. Eli Wallach is such a funny specific. Is the toaster still possessed? I, I, we're, we still have trouble off and on with it. Yes. She's testing out the toaster now. Oh, see, now it's. She can't get it to work. I just hold it down. It seems to be aware. I. Oh! Whoa. Ah! <laughs> hold on. The toaster exploded in flames. That, that toaster cool. is actually. Is there a haunted. T Public shirt at the bottom of this? <laughs> that toaster the tray? is possessed. Right there, that's the shot. That's a good. <laughs> it's a, I don't think, she, I don't think she's lying. Of her toaster exploding, basically in, into. She a is totally lying, Brett. Somebody picked that lettering into the toast. It wasn't toasted onto the bread. It was dug yeah. out. Yeah, I thought was, that initially too, but you guys the old were... scratched it out. Yeah, exactly. Old scratched it out on old scratch scratched it out on the toast. Hmm. You swung me in the opposite direction. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's fake. But then you, you you pointed out it's so well done. It almost is not by a human hand. It almost had to be a supernatural force to be that to be that clear and, and 
like you said, spaced out. They don't do the thing where you run out of room when you're saying happy birthday and you have to make the letters really small. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's really well, look well at all done. The bread she had to practice on. I mean, that's the, that was the biggest loaf of bread I've ever seen in my life. Longest yeah. loaf. Yeah, that's the devil at work right there. The devil mixes truth with lies. He mixes white bread with rye bread. Uh, you just never Where know. Where do I get such a long loaf? That is a long loaf, and that's a long loaf of bread. There was probably 30 slices of, of white bread in there. That's clearly restaurant. Uh, those are That's not on the shelf of your local uh, grocery store. I kind of have to make my own long loaf. Well, thank you, Victoria, for that clip. Uh, and uh, make sure to go check our, our top 10 ghosts episode to hear all of the ghosts that, that uh, were nominated and chosen. And we'll say that the Haunted Toaster is an honorable mention uh, on that on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one more short clip for you here in the in the uh, appetizer portion uh, of the clips. Um, this is uh, this, this, this is a clip of Jordan Peterson just to prep you before oh I God. before I bring Ooh. bring it bring him in. Yeah, and he's of course uh, one of these uh, you know right wing online loudmouths who's uh, he's like a handsome smart guy that's really interesting. He's into you know men's rights and things like that, and um, I think at one point switched to a, a completely red meat diet at the advice of his uh, daughter, who's also a right wing influencer, and then almost died I think and got scurvy or something. So he's he's had quite an up and down uh, trip the past uh, the past couple of years. But he's doing really well for himself. He's making a lot of money off this right wing grift stuff, and and uh, he he's going through what a lot of these right wing guys go through when they they get a lot of money. They 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 do a glow up, you know. They get they get they suddenly have a bunch of money, and then suddenly they're getting they got nice clothes. They got a nice well, haircut. His clothes are insane. Like somebody po- posted something saying, like as he's gotten richer, his clothes have gotten like more and more insane. Like he they looks have. Worse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He. Uh, people are pointing out that he was better dressed when he was just doing sort of yes. the frumpy dad look, uh, but now he's doing these like really elaborate outfits, uh, but doesn't maybe have the sense for it or the aesthetic for it. But but also just out of curiosity, like who is dressing him? Like there's no one in fashion that's just like, oh, one of my clients is. It's not like Comme de Garcon is like we have Jordan Peterson yeah. coming in at three. I can't mm-hmm. wait to. Like, yeah, this is just him going to the store and being like, I love that. Yeah, unless he has like the right wing equivalent of a of a uh, fashion expert, the way that the way that the right wing when they need to talk about who's a great musician on their side, they're like, oh, I guess we have Kid Rock or Ted Nugent as opposed to everybody right. great on the other side of it. Maybe that's the way it is for fashion on the right also, that they, there's some eighth-rate person who's the best it's going to be. Right, and then I know that Melania had like Dolce & Gabbana with her, but there were a lot of people that she, you know, anyway. No, I just think Melania is one of the all-time beauties, and I just sometimes look at her and I'm just saying like, People are, like, jealous of Trump, honestly. They're like, oh, man. That I wish I could be her for a moment just to hang out with Mr. Trump. Yeah, she Trump. seems like a really happy person. That's the, that's the reason why she's beautiful, is you could tell she's just, like, so happy inside, just so oh, joy-based. Absolutely. That she, the, 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 the effervescence for life that just pours out of her is just infectious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could tell she's not, like, constantly thinking about how many pills it would take to just sleep forever yes or looking out at the white house rose garden saying like i need to destroy that 
<laughs> yeah, speaking of fashion icons, uh, here's Jordan Peterson in one of his latest ah, one of his latest God. looks. Um, and this this clip is actually about him addressing the look. Um, so, but maybe give us a little if Tom and Julie wouldn't mind giving our listeners kind of a, a description of what you're seeing here. He's wearing uh, the Ukraine flag. <laughs> What or it looks like he's in a congregation. There is something sort of vaguely um, churchy about it. Uh, yeah, like like he, I think he might think he's a preacher or some kind of like. Yeah, he. It's like um, eastery colors, like like the it's like a powdery blue. Um, I'm enraptured by that pennant in the background. An old-fashioned rah-rah style pennant hanging as if it's yes. saying that the that we have uh, that we are under siege. It's a <laughs> pennant pointing downward that says what now? H is it for Hogwarts? I think he's at Hogwarts. He's at Hogwarts. He and J.K. Rowling are gonna have like really, really good ideas about what men and women are like. He gives off to me. If Ichabod Crane was a proud boy, <laughs> is wh- how what I take from Jordan Peterson. That's very generous because I thought you were about to say if if uh, if Ed if Ed Gein had money. Yes, and a moneyed Ed Gein. Like a, like just the kind <laughs> that sort of coldly curious. Like, what happens if we just switch the right and left eyeball? Can't mm-hmm. we just see? Yeah. What if we just tried that out? No, exa- exactly that coldness. And and I'm going to keep you awake for the procedure. It only seems right. And you're like, why are you switching my left and my right eyeball? He's yeah. like, because I'm a curious man. Yeah, I need to see what happens. <laughs> um, but he's Canadian. Yeah. Okay, let's see what this. Tell you about my suit says. first. Maybe you care about that. Maybe you don't. The first thing you need to know is these are tiny Elon Musk heads. Wow. And, uh, this is a on Twitter suit. Tie. Hold on. He's got a tie <gasps> with little dots on it that we weren't sure what they were. And it's oh Elon Musk on a tie. Wow. And then he opened his jacket to show up that he's wearing the same jacket, only in a reverse like lapel yeah. and <laughs> jacket mm-hmm. colors. So the lapel is sort of light yellow and the jacket is blue. And then underneath, I think the lapel is blue, but the jacket is yellow. Yeah. Now, Brett, so have, you like, seen, have you seen this like if video? Willy Wonka didn't make candy, he made like fentanyl, and you're like, I want <laughs> yeah. a trip to the, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he, he did some troubling stuff with this guy. He likes and, Elon, uh, huh? This is a Twitter suit. In the lining here, there is a bunch of comments from Twitter about another suit this company made for me. This company is LGFG. And they came to me a couple of months ago and asked me if I wanted them to make me some suits, one for each of the rules from 12 Rules for Life. That's a dumb uh, dumb book. They sent a little deck of creative ideas, and they were very creative. And so I thought, well, sure, why not? And so So the lining is his comments on Twitter? Extremely creatively to make me these. Have you seen this video, Brett? Uh, Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Can you just say, he's got his, he's he's dressed. Does he take off his pants and jacket? (laughs) Uh, no, 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 no. He, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't get an enema of the state either. Um, 
But uh, he, uh, this is so, I mean, this he's so boring too. So there's really nothing left of this video. That's the other but thing like, with this yeah. guy. He's freaking boring. He's not even, he's, he's not compelling at all. You won't feel that way when he's switching your eyeballs. That's true. <laughs> when you're tied up in his lair. He's got such serial killer vibes to me. He really does. Yeah. That passivity. And you know, he said to himself, look in the mirror, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of a snack. <laughs> right? You know, like he's looked in the mirror, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of a silver fox. Fox. I'm kind of a silver fox. The people are going to need a fit check. Yeah. I'm into fitness. Fitness candy in my mouth. Thank you. Hey, did we ever get hear back from Nick Adams? Did you ask him to come on our show? I did. I have. I cannot get this guy to respond. I don't think. I He's mean, not real. I really don't think. I think it's an actor. Like I think when it's the face you of a bot. Guys, or gonna come around to my theory that he's a bit. I think you're both. I know you're saying that. Yeah. I'm starting to. <clears throat> I'm starting to see what you're saying with it. I just need one more piece of proof, okay. and then I'm gonna be okay. totally in your side with it. All right. Here's my All actual right. theory. You know, in the in the movie The Game, how James Reborn, you think he's like in control yeah. of the game, but he turns out just being a hired actor. Mm-hmm. I think right. somebody is running. Somebody came up with the idea for the Nick Adams account, uh, and then they're running it, and then they hired this guy to play. Because yeah. there's also this story that came out last week. I don't know. It hasn't been verified, so I don't want to. I don't. I don't know if this is real or not. But there's this rumor going along around that Nick Adams like had to flee Australia because he had a like a looming drug charge that he was that mm-hmm. he was uh, mm-hmm. on the hook okay. for, uh, which kind of checks out. So I think this to me the the face of the account, whoever that person is, is someone that was in like a desperate situation and they needed a way out, mm-hmm. and they got hired to portray the character of Nick Adams. But I think whoever is actually behind the account. Is a I think they're doing it. I think they're doing it for real. They they, they so then we got to offer him a role. If this guy's an yeah. actor, then we've got to mm-hmm. offer him like a we've got to reach out as like a casting, not yeah. as a media thing. Yeah, we got to say we're rebooting Crocodile Dundee. Yes, and exactly. Want and we play. want we want the lead yeah. to just. Do you think he could eat like a pile of rags? <laughs> what if he likes Hooters? Can he eat at Hooters in this one? Tell you this guy's an actor. Yeah, yeah, it's not can. coming Let's, from him. Sure, he goes to Hooters a lot. Nice, nice. Uh, now, how do you feel about M and M's? Oh, nowhere near the production. You kidding? That that woke snack. Get those out of yeah. here. He was so happy they weren't on the M and M's menu. We gotta, um, yeah, we've got to figure out a way to like catfish him as a casting director or bring him to an audition and get the scoop or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's out and about. We saw him in Times Square last week, right in front of the M&M store. Yeah, we saw him squash that bag of M&Ms. Julie, can I just Mm. be honest with you? Can I be completely honest? Mm -hmm. You ever feel like you just don't have enough in the tank to do the show yes you know what i mean like you feel like yeah we do this show every bleeping week Mm -hmm. two plus hours of 
these stand-ups, there are these stand-ups where they're just like, oh, I'm working on my hour. Oh, I'm going to do one hour. Oh, they do one hour a year. Oh, my a God. Year, how yeah. do they come up with the one hour? You know how many we do? We do 100 hours a year. Mm-hmm. And if you were to take our best of the best of those, we would drop 30 hours in front of you. That would beat any other comedian's one hour, but it's exhausting at a point. We're very prolific and we're very good at what we do. Yes. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. How about you? Oh, I I, I was born tired. My my I may as well be called Paul T. Goldman because my middle name is tired. <laughs> yes. And I'm bad for the Jews. And you're <laughs> I'm great for the Jews. You are. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, no, I'm, I am I think I'm a, you know. You're a great ambassador. Uh, but you feel the exhaustion in your bones, though? Oh, my bones, my 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 organs. Your organs, your Sharon my hair, my, my hair hurts. Sometimes you just don't have enough in the, I don't know, but we got half a show to do. Still, hey, Tom, I've got an I've got an idea. This is actually the perfect opportunity to uh, try out something that I've been, uh, let's say, tinkering on um, in my free time. Because I hear you. I don't know why every other, uh, you know, you ever uh, hear these parents talk about where they got, oh my god, my kid, it's driving me nuts. mm -hmm. Oh, I got a baby. It's it's wonderful, but it's exhaust. This guy's doing spending two nights doing uh, avatar shirts. Oh, he's doing something over there. He's doing something right. Yeah. Well, I hope you still feel that way after I present you with this this thing I've been working on, which is because look, I hear you. Podcasting is demanding. Right. You're doing, you're doing a show fifty. What would we take? Maybe two weeks off at the end of maybe. last year. We did like fifty weeks did straight not of episodes. Feel like two weeks. Exhausting, no. exhausting. And look, some weeks you're just not going to have it, or you're going to be busy, or this or that. But we, mm-hmm. the, the show must go on. Yeah. So yes. I've been thinking about this, and I have been looking into the potential of AI, artificial intelligence. You know, everybody says, okay. "Oh, the singularity is coming. The point at which AI will become, you know, will be able to exactly replicate the human brain." and the human mind. And so I'm like, oh, well, maybe this could be an option for us. Um, and not to say that, you know, that AI would would replace you, just that yes. in you, the, the power of your comedy in conjunction with AI might be able to create a solution here for us for the weeks, okay. you know, when we might not be feeling uh, up to the sh- doing the show. I'm listening. So what I did was there's this, uh, this, this new program out there uh, that OpenAI has put out. Um, you can look at you can find it on chat.openai.com. And basically what you do is an AI simulator and you, you start feeding it information, right? Mm-hmm. It, this thing is scouring the internet. It's, it's trying to sort of understand everything that's going on out in the world. And so you start feeding it information. You say like, what would a sample episode of Double Threat with Tom Sharpling and Julie Klausner uh, look like? And then it starts spitting out dialogue and you say, oh, not maybe it needs to be a little funnier than that. Or, or hey, uh, why don't you do this or do that? So I fed this AI with all of these sort of prompts from a sample episode of Double Threat. So I said, hey, talk about something. Talk about a current event in pop Mm -hmm. culture. Do it in a funny way. I said, hey, uh, do a song parody. I said, hey, do a top 10 list. I said, hey, do. So so I ran this AI through a lot of sample Double Threat bits. um, And I gave him an idea of your voice and your personalities and the vibe of the show. 
And this thing spit out what is more or less a, a pretty thorough uh, script of a double threat episode. Uh, it hits a lot of points. There's a lot of highlights to it. It's pretty it's pretty engaging. And so what I thought is maybe you two could read this script out in the second half of the show, read the script out. And then um, and then this will be our kind of first attempt at creating an artificial intelligence version of double threat. And well, then I can take that back to the machine and, and so it's so about forth. to backfire. Yeah, this Which feels is my those are those are my two favorite things. <laughs> yeah, this sounds <laughs> intriguing. So what you're saying is yes, a computer, absolutely completely a computer. Yes, generated. That's right. A script in the voice of Julie and myself. That's right. Doing double threat. Doing double threat. And I gave little prompts, but I, in order to keep the experiment clean, I kept the prompts very general, mm-hmm. you know, very just, I tried to be hands off with it yeah. uh, so that the computer was doing it almost entirely on its own. Um, and the results are astounding, but I would like your feedback because, again, I want to go back and, and kind of hone the machine a little mm-hmm. bit more and get get it closer okay. to reality. So I do need your feedback on, on how you're feeling about mm-hmm. this. I've sent you both the script. Okay. Um, and Two final things I want to say about this. A- Let's appreciate the the mag I, the magnet. Sorry, it's okay. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brad. Go start from the beginning. No, I, no I, I just yeah. A uh, let's appreciate the magnitude of this. You know, this is as far as I know the first AI generated podcast that we're about to record here. Uh, this is a big moment for technology for history. This is like the beginning of 2001. You know, where the monkey throws the bone up and it becomes a spaceship. I mean, who knows where this leads? But this is a really sort of huge moment in a lot of ways. Um, and two, just to, for, for for the sanctity of the experiment, if you can read the script verbatim, so don't you know, sure, I, there's going to sure. be a temptation to sort of punch it up in the moment. Okay. Just read it verbatim so that it can be judged as it actually. Is and not us, not us fixing it up. To that's see. right. That's right. We want to judge it as it actually. We don't want the is. human hand anywhere. Now hold on, Julie. Are you worried at all? Mm. Is this is this uh, a cost cutting measure from Forever Dog? You mean like the, he did make a whole thing out of giving credit to the AI? Yeah, exactly. Like, are they a sponsor? Do you is think he, or is he scared of the AI? contractor he might be scared of it but i, I just mean don't i'm a want, little scared I, of it i just don't okay. i just don't want them cutting us out of this thing and suddenly be like yeah we don't need you this week the ai got it but you know what so be it We're, it's let out of our hands at this point it's for us to he still said let the experiment commence man and machine becoming one Singularity. The singularity is nice. Julie, the singularity is nigh. Whenever you're ready. Um. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Now this is the next. The words I say after I finish, I will. This is what I'll do. I'll make a funny sound, and after that funny sound, these are not my words. I am reading the words of the AI. We'll both make a funny sound on the count okay. of three. One, two, two, three. Three. 
Welcome back to Double Threat. I'm Tom Sharpling, and with me as always is my co-host, Julie Klausner. Hey there, Tom. How's it going? It's going good, Julie. How about you? I'm good, but I have to say I'm a little disappointed about this new Quibi show, Chrissy's Court. Oh, really? What's your take on it, Julie? Well, I was excited about the concept of Chrissy Teigen as a mock judge, but I have to say the execution is like getting a speeding ticket on a tricycle. Pointless. Sorry, can we we break for a second? I'm no longer worried. (laughs) Yeah, we're safe. Although I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I thought okay. we were safe, and I just looked ahead, and I saw, yeah. Keep in good. mind, okay. the machine learns. It learns as it goes along. Well, that's what's so, scary. So, the, so the, the, oh, the, I see. Okay. The worst material is going to be up top. I should also say this will not be a problem moving forward, but the AI I used is, is, has been scouring the internet and apparently is only up to 2020 in terms of its knowledge of pop culture. Uh, so when I asked for a, you know, do a hot take on a, a current event, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it brought up this Quibi show. So that, yeah. that's, but that'll, that's okay. a problem that'll iron itself out as the right. AI continues to learn. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Oh, really? What's your take on it, Julie? Well, I was excited about the concept of Chrissy Teigen as a mock judge, but I have to say the execution is like getting a speeding ticket on a it's like getting a speeding ticket on a tricycle. Pointless. <laughs> yeah, I've heard similar criticisms. I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds like it's not living up to its potential. Exactly. And Chrissy Teigen is a talented and funny person, but she's not given much to work with on this show. In fact, it's like the writers are trying too hard to make everything a joke, but ended up with a bigger joke than they expected. (laughs) I see what you mean. It's a shame because I think a mock courtroom reality show could be really funny and entertaining, but it sounds like this one is trying to make a meal out of expired mayo and moldy bread. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It's a shame that this show didn't live up to its potential. It's not terrible, but it's not great either. (laughs) I just want to say, we're laughing because it's telling us to laugh. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, so far the experiment is intact. You are really nailing uh, what the computer is asking you to do. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it's just a, well, maybe we should do the sound also so people know it's us again. Yeah. The script. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's just okay. I'll have to watch it and form my own opinion. But it sounds like it's not something that I'll be rushing to see. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it unless you have nothing else to watch and a desire to punish yourself. <laughs> All right. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on it, Julie. No problem, Tom. Now, Julie, I have to say... I'm a little disappointed with our producer, Brett. And this is me now off script. This is what I saw when I looked ahead a little bit and I was like, oh no, I think this thing could actually replicate us. It really starts digging in in this next okay. section. And again, I only gave it the loosest, mm-hmm. I gave it topics essentially okay. and kind of a, okay. a, a general right, here idea. Here we go. One, okay. two, okay. three. Uh, now, Julie, I have to say, I'm a little disappointed with our producer, Brett. Oh, really? What's the matter? Well, I heard that he's been spending all his free time making limoncello instead of paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I see. That's what I mean. This thing's actually... This thing's actually doing a pretty good job. The computer learned something. This thing's page two, and it's already like... It's getting closer. I'll put it this way. It's getting getting closer. closer. First of all, you know what's scaring me on this thing? 
This is more concise than what we do from an editing standpoint. I'm not worried gonna, yet. Yeah, okay. I'm not worried All yet. Right. All right. Here we we can back up and take that line again and, and do your sound yes. so we know we're back in <laughs> yeah. AI. Yeah. Well, I heard that he's been spending all his free time making limoncello instead of paying attention to his son. <laughs> oh, no, not Brett and his homemade limoncello obsession. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's more potent, the limoncello or the neglect, which that's is a, a great joke. line. That's Jesus. A good I gotta joke say, from the computer. That's, that's a great line from the AI. I was shocked when I was just I was sitting there, you know, watching this AI just spit out line after line. And when it, when it got to that one, I was like, oh, yeah. boy, I got to say uh, that one. That one hits hard. The AI hates bread. The AI, the Tom AI hates bread. That's a listeners. <laughs> the Tom AI hates bread. The Tom AI hates bread. AI listeners. That could be next. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you guys get complacent. OK, here we go. <laughs> Oh, that's harsh, but you know, Brett, once he gets an idea in his head, there's no stopping him. <laughs> I know, but hopefully he'll finish this batch soon and spend some quality time with his son. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But in the meantime, I'm sure the limoncello will be delicious. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. All right, let's get back to the show. I've been thinking a lot about Alec Baldwin lately. Oh, really? What's on your mind? And by the way, I do feel lucky that this only goes up to 2020. <laughs> yes. I'm certain Alec Baldwin wishes <laughs> yeah. he was living in this AI uh, right now. Feeling good about that. Uh, okay. So uh, back to Well, I was thinking about how much Alec Baldwin loves Woody Allen. Oh, that's right. He's been a big fan of Woody Allen's work for a long time. Yeah, I think it would be funny to do impressions of Alec Baldwin talking about how much he loves Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I'll go first. I just love Woody Allen. I think he's a genius. His movies are so sophisticated and clever. I could watch Annie Hall or Manhattan every day for the rest of my life. Ha ha ha, that was great, Tom. You nailed the impression. My turn. I can't get enough of Woody Allen. He's a true auteur. His wit and humor is unmatched. I think every movie he directs is a masterpiece. I can watch Annie Hall or Manhattan every day and never get tired of it. <laughs> that was great, Julie. You really nailed the impression of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. It's always fun to do impressions. I agree. Let's do another one. Let's do an impression of Woody Allen running into the Crypt Keeper from Tell... Oh, well, holy sh... What the... I think... So here's my take around this. It's like, it knows the specifics. Yeah. I have not been impressed with any of its emulations or lack thereof of our speech pattern or any kind of, like, conversational mm. style as opposed to, hey, I like this. Let's do it. I'm looking ahead. I think this thing. Uh, All right. I think this thing's it's gonna better get better. Us, honestly. Okay. Here we go. I agree. Let's do another one. Let's do an impression of Woody Allen running into the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt at the famous New York City nightclub Studio Fifty Four. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Woody Allen, and I'm here at Studio 54, trying to find some inspiration for my next film. Oh my god, is that the Crypt Keeper? 
<laughs> yes, it is I, the Crypt Keeper. And I must say, Woody, you look a little pale. Perhaps you need my special brand of inspiration. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm ready for whatever kind of inspiration you have in mind. Don't be a scaredy cat, Woody. I promise it'll be a night to remember. I'm not sure that's a promise I want you to make. Well, I'm afraid you don't have a choice. I'm the Crypt Keeper, and I always get what I want. Well, I hope you don't want me to make a horror movie. I prefer to stick to romantic comedies. Oh, Woody, you're such a square. I'll let you off the hook this time, but I'll be watching you. That's reassuring. Don't worry, Woody. I'll be sure to keep you up all night with nightmares. <laughs> and I, I picture us going into a break there. I have the break music uh, uh, scheduled for right there. Um, what, what, what do you? Th what, what did you think, particularly of that uh, of the of the Woody Allen and Crypt Keeper bit? Um, and again, that was completely computer computer generated. So the computers oh, yeah. decided when you said, "Hey, let's do it." You told, did you mention Woody Allen or the Crypt Keeper? Yes, I, I'm giving him like very general prompts, okay. uh, very general prompts as we go along. But but then the computer takes it and is adding in all of the content and dialogue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think it's like Julie was saying. I think it's a little hollow. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, yeah. it's like there's no, there's no kind of oomph to the, to what the Crypt Keeper or Woody Allen were saying. It was just like an exercise in their existence, but no actual spark. Yeah, and I honestly yeah. don't know what some of the implications of that. Crypt Keeper dialogue, my special brand of inspiration. I don't know if that's like playing off of Studio Fifty Four, like he's got, uh, like he's. I think you're over holding. Or, okay, okay, yeah. I think you're using a human brain to wonder what a robot's intentions were, and I think the robot's intentions are to emulate. Like, I, I just keep going back to the speech patterns. Like, they're not. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, I guess they're sort of vaguely like what a sketch would be or what a conversation would be, but they're not they're not linking on to our verbal ticks for lack of a better. Yes. Term. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's 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 close, but but not all the way there. Welcome back to Double Threat. I'm Tom Sharpley. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Julie Klausner. Hey there, Tom. How's it going? It's going good, Julie. How about you? I'm good, and I have to say I'm a little excited about this next segment. Oh, really? What's it about? Well, our producer, Brett, has... Ha Brett, how much did you tell the computer to talk about you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, not, 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 I, I tried to keep it, again, as consistent to a normal episode. Mm -hmm. so, realistically. You know, realistic. Okay, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Realistic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, this is about to be a clip, I believe. So, now, so I had to okay. sort of bring myself into the equation. A I bit. see, yeah. I see, I see. Well, our producer, Brett, has something special to show us. Hey, guys. I've got something I think you'll both find fun and hilarious. It's a clip of Huel Hauser, the host of the beloved California travel show California's Gold, at a Basset Hound convention in Arcadia, California. Okay, first of all, if this is real, why haven't you shown it to, to me? And are you mad at me? Because this is great. Is this with yeah. the computer? Why is this the AI being a better This makes me like the computer friend? more, No. 
why is the AI being a better friend to to Julie than you? Yeah. There were yeah. a couple moments. There was a couple moments in this that I, I got scared for my job. I don't think you guys have anything to worry about <laughs> because you have to remain as the model, as the inspiration. You know, mm. even if this machine were somehow to take over the show, it would got still it. rely on you. Okay. You know, but but me, I'm realizing kind of, you know, I'm a little bit more of a functionary. Uh, and so um, if we were to put all of the clips yeah. that we've watched and discussed and enjoyed, specifically the ones that we linked on to into either YouTube or TikTok. I'm sure the algorithm would figure out some clips. In fact, why don't we do that? <laughs> don't you think that it would suggest other clips that we might like, Brett? Yeah, no, it's it's a great idea. Again, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a little scared to do it uh, uh, because I think it would, because of how well it would probably work out. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, this was one of those moments where I got a little nervous uh, uh, during okay. reading this. Uh, but okay. but here is I'm I'm following the script. Here is it's that real? Uh, that very Hulhauser uh, clip that it, okay. that it mentioned. And it's 27 minutes long. Uh, yes. Yeah, so so maybe that's not where long it, enough. <laughs> I'm going to show you just the first minute or so of this. This is Hulhauser. Uh, we loved dogs, and I still do. And this is all kind of got me in the mood looking at these he still snapshots. Did. He still does. For where we are today. Because if you like dogs, uh, you've come to the right place. We are in Arcadia at the annual Basset Hound Picnic. And what we're going to do today is spend the day visiting with Basset Hounds and their owners. And I think that we are in for a treat. Now we're right in the... Who's in charge around here? Are you the judge? I'm one of them. Are you the judge? It's Hugh. What's happening over here? I watch you all the time. What's happening? Elvis, last year's winner. Elvis. Elvis Sklar. Uh-huh. He won last year. Oh, he's one of the Sklar oh, so brothers. this is the longest it ears the contest. Brothers. Contest. So, We're well, hoping to win again. Well, let's hold his ears out. This is a good clip oh, the computer found, Brett. pretty long. Yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe maybe how about this? If you guys want to give me some of your authentic reactions to this and then we'll compare it with the with the AI's okay. uh, response. I think it's awesome. I think it's cute. The dog has wings on, right? <laughs> I think Hulhauser uh seems like he's not exactly sure where he is. He seems angry about it. He's going up to people saying, Who's in charge here? Yeah, I'm picking up on some real uh, aggro energy from Huel on this He's, day. He wouldn't wear pants. He just is in oh, shorts. He decided very to be comfortable. in his shorts. Very comfortable for, uh, for a broadcaster. But should we see what the AI says? Yeah, now? let's see what the AI has for your response to this clip. Okay. Oh, my God. Look at all those basset hounds. They look like they're on a pilgrimage to see the droopy Pope. That's a very good line, and I don't know what to do. I'm truly troubled I'm by in this. Awe. The droopy the Pope. The droopy Pope. Brett, can we make a T-shirt that yeah. has the droopy yeah. Pope? Yeah, it's, it's just droopy dog hat. with a with a big Pope hat on, or, or? just a, any basset okay. hound with a with a yeah. giant Pope hat. Got it. Done. Yeah. And it just says the droopy pope. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. Please. Here we go. I'll do this again. Oh my God. Look at all those basset hounds. They look like they're on a pilgrimage to see the droopy pope. 
They look like they're auditioning. Ha ha ha. They look like they're auditioning for a role as the world's saddest dog. Huel Hauser's enthusiasm is contagious. <laughs> that is something that we would say. Yeah. Because it's sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it knows that it's sarcastic. Ha ha ha. I know. It's like he's never seen a basset hound before. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun segment. Thanks for finding that clip, Brett. Well, right there, that's uh, inaccurate. <laughs> we wouldn't be that polite. Thanks for finding that clip, Brett. <laughs> what we usually say in response is like, Brett, can you get Heel Hauser on the show? And bro would say, Heel Hauser passed away eight years ago. And he'll say, oh, sure. This he'll next say, clip. Sure, this next clip. This is, is great. I'm going to feed all this right back into the AI. Oh, this is no. Really helpful. He's using really it to helpful. fix it. We're criticizing it as a means of saying it's no good, and he's using it to make no, it better. No, this is the good stuff. This is what I need. Well, get ready All for right. this. Get ready for this okay. next stretch of science fiction. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun segment. Thanks for finding that clip, Brett. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Brett. That was a real treat. Oh, I'm glad you guys like it. Hey, Tom, I have to tell you a funny story about something that happened to me in New York City last week. <laughs> Some indications that robots yeah. wrote this. I'm just yeah, okay, yeah, a couple. So you know, I have a cat named Jimmy Jazz, right? Yeah, I love Jimmy Jazz. What happened? Well, I was out and about in the city last week, and I saw this bag of catnip at a bodega. I knew Jimmy Jazz would love it, so I decided to buy it. I got home and I opened the bag and started to sprinkle it on his scratching post, but I didn't realize the bag had a hole in it. <laughs> oh no! What what happened next? Well, before I knew it, the entire bag of catnip was all over my living room floor, and Jimmy Jazz, well, he was in heaven. He was rolling around. <laughs> uh, uh. This is a good story. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty amazing. <laughs> I really like this story. <laughs> he was rolling say, around I just want to say it. this, Julie. I just want to say this. <laughs> I looked ahead a little bit. You're going to say the line, but the funny part is yet to come. Oh, just know that okay. it's funny. Yeah. Oh, here we just got it. Just know okay. that. Got it. Well, he was rolling around in it, meowing and purring like crazy. He was like a little New Yorker high on cat. What is the New York stuff? He was like a little New Yorker high on catnip. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can imagine the scene. But the funny part is yet to come. I had a friend over that evening, and she was sitting on my couch, and Jimmy Jazz jumps up all high on catnip and starts rubbing his face all over hers. And the next thing you know, she's covered in catnip. She looked like she just left a catnip speakeasy in the village. That sounds like Woody Allen wrote that. So one thing I did, and so the, the AI initially, I said, tell a funny story about Julie's cat, Jimmy Jazz, was the prompt. Yeah. And then uh, it was just very vague. And so then I went back and said, add some specifics about New York. And then that's so, so it's like the, the machine is trying oh, to, wow. it's trying okay. to figure out, you know, your, your, your vibe. Um, uh, but some of these New York specifics might need a little bit of work. I don't know what a catnip speakeasy is, but. Uh, a little finessing. Yeah. It's trying though. It's trying. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's getting there it's pretty close. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that's too funny. 
Yes, it was quite the sight. She was sneezing and laughing at the same time. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, it was quite the experience, but Jimmy Jazz had a great time, and I have to admit, it was pretty funny to watch. It's like a little piece of the city came home yeah. with us. The mm-hmm. New Yorkness of it yeah. is. Yeah. It's not. Very loud. I now, love it. This next one hurts my feelings. I can look ahead and see this. <clears throat> oh, no, I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet it was. That's a great story. And now I have to tell you a funny story about something that happened to me last week at McDonald's in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, this sounds like it's going to be good. What happened? Well, I was in L.A. last week, and I decided to grab a quick lunch at McDonald's. I ordered my food and sat down to eat. As I'm chomping on my <laughs> filet of fish this guy walks in, and he's wearing a suit and tie carrying a briefcase. <laughs> this story sounds better than mine already. Okay, this sounds interesting. What happened next? Well, he walks up to the counter and starts ordering, but he's not speaking English, and the cashier has no idea what he's saying. So I figure I'll help out and walk up, and I walk up to the counter. That's nice of you. What happened next? Oh, God. Well, it turns out he was a Russian businessman who was in town for a conference. He was trying to order a Big Mac, but he didn't know how to say it in English. So I helped him order, and he was so grateful, he insisted on paying for my meal. Ha ha ha, that's hilarious. I can imagine the scene. And the best part is, he ended up inviting me to his conference as his translator. So this <laughs> is important. This is assuming I speak Russian. Yeah, I have no. It, 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 admittedly, the AI gets a little off the rails here. I don't. It it seemed to think that you know how to speak Russian, and I also have no idea what this what this story is is referencing. Or that you're in like a weird '80s movie or something. And the best part is, he ended up inviting me to his conference as his translator. Ha ha ha! Oh my God, that's too funny. Yeah, it was quite the experience, but I had a great time, and I got to meet some interesting people. Ha, ha, ha. That's a great story, Tom. I can't believe that happened at McDonald's in Los Angeles. It sure did. <laughs> I, like, I can't believe that happened at McDonald's in Los Angeles. It sure did. <laughs> Now I have I like how there's always these prompts that moves thing that move things yeah. forward that are so the wind down on the story is amazing mm-hmm. how pat it is. Mm-hmm. It sure did. <laughs> now I have to say, Julie, I'm a little excited about this next segment. Oh really? What's it about? Well, our producer Brett has something special to show us. Hey guys, I've got something I think you'll both find very interesting. It's a clip of the actor Griffin Dunn playing Frank Zappa in the 2002 made-for-television movie Warning Parental Advisory. What I'm out of a job. Go- okay. I'm out of a the job. Clip, the clip <laughs> selection yeah, is inexcusably good. Yeah, Julie I'm and I fully out of a job. Julie and I are still in it a little bit. Like we are still not completely replaceable. You at least in terms of the clip selection, this thing is 
coming up with really, really good suggestions. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say to the machine, if you're listening, look, this was a collaborative effort. You know, you need you need the machine still needs me. We're, we should not be listening, Tom. He literally is talking to the machine. We're eavesdropping. Yeah. I'm just saying I will be feeding this back into the machine later so it can learn so it can go to the next you know level of imitating you. And I just want to say to the machine that you're doing a very good job of imitating me right now. And I just but but you only know how to do that because you were working together. So I just want to say this is this is a appreciate this, the extent to which this is a collaboration. Uh, that's just to the uh, okay. address to the machine. Okay. Here we he's go. kissing up to our robot overlord. He is. is what's he's happening. really he's really smooching the uh, the patoot the CPU of the uh, here <laughs> of I, the AI. Yeah, of the AI. So apparently there's this movie, this is not in the script, there's a movie Warning Parental Advisory, I'd never heard of this, it was on VH1, and Griffin Dunn, sure oh, enough, yeah. uh, plays Frank okay, Zappa well, Why don't you it. read us back in, Brad? <laughs> All right. Uh, hey guys, I've got something I think you'll both find very interesting. It's a clip of the actor Griffin Dunn playing Frank Zappa in the 2002 made-for-television movie Warning Parental Advisory. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Let's roll the clip. Frank, there's been something I've been meaning to ask you. Oh, joy. Well, there's this rumor going around about I you. I never ate crap on stage. In fact, I never ate crap anywhere. Unless you count a hotel buffet in Fayetteville, North Carolina. This way. And I love buffet, so I don't... Welcome to the Mothers of Prevention. Hey, we can't be here. I'm not even supposed to be in public with you. First rule of warfare is know thy enemy. Sun Tzu, Chinese guy. Hi, can I help you? She recognizes you. She doesn't. I've been me long enough to know. What can I do for you today? Well, I'm a parent. Oh? I have four precious children. Oh, how nice. Children are wonderful, aren't they? They are. I have two of my own. Fantastic. This is Charlie. Uh, he doesn't have children yet. Oh, well, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> now, as a parent, and future parent. We are very curious to know more about your organization. Oh, well, that's great. Would you like a brochure? I would love a brochure. I'll be right back. Great. Thank you. This movie is she's good. Oh, she's helping it's, us. It's Just be relaxed. Just be. breathe. <sighs> Here is a brochure about what we do. Mm -hmm. Oh, and would you like some samples of the pornographic lyrics? Would I? These are some of the songs that we think parents should be aware of. Ooh, not really for bedtime reading, is it? Oh, no. <laughs> or television, either. Time to go, parent. Thanks to a generous grant from the Love Foundation. That wouldn't be Mike Love of the Beach Boys, would it? Yeah, he's a big supporter. Oh, so he had fun till Congress took our freedom away. Pardon so me? We did that little play on words. That's a really good clip. That's a pretty it's good a, clip. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great clip. <laughs> Griffin it's a great Dunn. clip. Doing like the wise the 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 pro eighties Zappa, the shorter um, hair and the um. They didn't give him a fake nose, which I also kind of appreciated. Yeah. Is that true about Mike Love? He gave money to the PMRC. I, I I'm tr trusting this movie. I trust this movie oh, too. God. I would follow it anywhere it goes. Right, here we go. Ha ha ha. Oh my goodness, that was something else. Griffin Dunn looks like he's channeling Frank Zappa from another dimension. Ha ha ha, I know, right? It's like he's got Frank Zappa's spirit inside of him. I think it's important for biopics to be respectful and accurate. 
Yeah, I agree. It's disappointing when a biopic doesn't do justice to its subject. <laughs> I think Griffin Dunn might have just found his new career as a Frank Zappa impersonator. <laughs> I know. He could be the next Weird Al Yankovic. Speaking of Weird Al Yankovic, I have to say I'm a little excited about this next segment. Oh, really? What's it about? We're going to be changing the lyrics of the Billy Joel song, <laughs> Piano Man, to make it funny. That's a great idea. This is a great yeah. idea. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's get started. It's Saturday night and I'm stuck in my bedroom playing video games with my cat. Playing my games, I'm the video game man <laughs> Playing my games tonight Everybody take a look at me I'm a nerd and I'm proud of that Now John Online is a friend of mine He sends me some games for free And he's quick with a joke And he'll light up the night But he's just an NPC What's an NPC? Non-playable character That's a really smart video game reference Oh my god Playing my games I'm the video game man Playing all night long I play and I play, yes, I play these games, and I'm never gonna put it down. That was great! That That's was great. pretty amazing. Mine didn't rhyme really as good. much as yours. Play. I'm the video game, and playing all night long, I play and I play, yes, I play these games, and I'm never gonna put, put it down. down. <laughs> you know down rhymes with long. It doesn't matter. It's okay. so good. All right. Break music. Welcome back to Double Threat. I'm Tom Sharpling, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Julie Klausner. We need to start every show with this level of banter. <laughs> Welcome to Double Threat. I'm Tom Sharpling, and with me, as always, is my and he's like... Hey there, Tom. How's it going? I'm good, Julie. How about you? I'm good, but I have to say, I said that last time. We've said it every time. <laughs> okay, good. Like I'm everything good, is, but I'm good, I have but to it say. does occasionally yeah. get into these sort of rep. It gets gets sort of locked into repetition occasionally. I think it's just trying to, uh, you know, it, it's because look, the computer is a little nervous about this too. Oh it's new God. to all I'm of this. I'm looking ahead, so and I projecting. don't like where this. There's is quite going. a bit of repetition in this one. It sort of got locked into a sort of loop or something. But let's okay. see how this. Let's see how this plays. Just to, you know, again, to be to be completely fair with the experiment. Yes, I'm good, but I have to say I'm a little excited about this next segment. Oh, really? What's it about? Well, we're going to be ranking our top 10 favorite movie characters of all time. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's get started. Okay, I'll go first. My number 10 is the dude from The Big Lebowski. He's a complex and laid-back character that's always been a favorite of mine. Okay, for me, number 10 is the Babadook from The Babadook. He's a complex and terrifying character that's always been a favorite of mine. For me, number nine is the alien from Alien. He's a complex and terrifying character that's always been a favorite of mine. Number nine, Forrest Gump from Forrest Gump. He's a complex and innocent character that's always been a favorite of mine. 
For me, number eight is the ghost from Ghost. He's a complex and romantic character that's always been a favorite of mine. I'm not as worried on this stretch now, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. There are certain things the AI does not seem to realize humans don't say certain things over and over and over again <laughs> exactly the same way. Number eight, Tony Stark from Iron Man. He's a complex and witty character that's always been a favorite of mine. Also, the ghost from Ghost. Yeah, the <laughs> ghost. For me, number seven is the Joker from The Dark Knight. He's a complex and chilling character that has always been a favorite of mine. <laughs> oh, God, this next one. I thought the I could see the list was getting a little repetitive, so I, I told the, I, I wanted to break it up, so I told the AI, do have Tom do a little bit about the Joker here, and then, it, and then the, the computer <laughs> took it from there. All right. Hey, Julie, have I shown you my impression <laughs> of the Joker ordering at McDonald's? No, please do it now. How would he say this? Let me just see. I don't want to just do Jack Nicholson. Like, Which Joker? Yeah. I'll just do Jack Nicholson. I'll have a Big Mac. Hold the decency and supersize the insanity, please. It's <laughs> a really funny joke, I think. Oh, Tom, that was spot on. The Joker would definitely order his burgers with a side of chaos. And can I get some of those little packets of ketchup, <laughs> you know, for my next nefarious scheme? <laughs> oh, I can just imagine the Joker dipping his fries in ketchup while plotting his next move. And one more <laughs> thing. Can I get a side of anarchy with that? I like to mix it up. This computer thinks that Tom doesn't know when to walk away. Yeah, from so something. Tom runs a joke into. Well, actually, does the computer knows that Tom runs jokes into the ground? I've never felt more seen. Um. Oh, Tom, you're killing it. The Joker at McDonald's drive-through would be a scene straight out of a horror movie. And don't forget the McFlurry. It's the whipped cream on top of my madness Sunday. These seem like they should be TFU t-shirts, I think. Yeah. The whipped cream on top of my madness yeah. Sunday should be a yeah. phrase for. I think so. What am I doing? Oh, ha ha. Oh, Tom, you're too much. The Joker <laughs> ordering at McDonald's is something I never knew I needed in my life. My number seven is also from the Dark Knight. <laughs> But I'm going to pick Harvey Dent, a.k.a. Two-Face. He's a complex and tortured character <laughs> that's always been a favorite of mine. I really thought I could get it to break the cycle yeah. by getting yeah. that bit, yeah. but it's right back to it. word favorite is going to hang this thing up forever. Also, the pop culture references are very... Mm -hmm. They're not from our um, uh, pool, necessarily. No. Except for this next one for you. Okay, yes. For me, number six is Sherlock Holmes from the Sherlock Holmes movie. Or the Sherlock Holmes movies. He's a complex and brilliant character that's always been a favorite of mine. Number six, Jack Torrance from The Shining. He's a complex and terrifying character that's always been a favorite of mine. 
For me, number five is Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. She's a complex and strong character that's always been a favorite of mine. Number five, Darth Vader from Star Wars. (laughs) He's a complex and iconic character that's always been a favorite of mine. Oh, this is something I would totally say. For me, number four is the Tramp from Charlie Chaplin's films. He's a complex and lovable character that's always been a favorite of mine. For me... Number four is The Thing from The Thing. He's a complex and terrifying character that's always been a favorite of mine. For me, number three is Lizbeth Salander from The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. She's a badass and she's a complex and badass character that's always been a favorite of mine. Number three, Batman from the Batman movies. He's a complex and iconic character that's always been a favorite of mine. For me, number two is the killer doll Chucky. So do they think that they know about Chucky and the Crypt Keeper? Or is that just a coincidence? There's little things here and there where it seems like it was, you know, scanning the internet and picking up little threads from here and there. So it's possible that it knows about John Kassir's uh, famous uh, appearance. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, Number two is the killer doll Chucky from Child's Play. He's a complex and terrifying character that has always been a favorite of mine. My number two is Rick Blaine from Casablanca. What? He's a complex and charismatic character that's always been a favorite of mine. And for me, number one is The Godfather. He's a complex and iconic character that's always been a favorite of mine. And my number one favorite movie character of all time (laughs) is the Ghost Rider from Ghost Rider. He's a complex and mysterious character that's always been a favorite of mine. All right. That was our top 10 favorite movie characters of all time. Now we're going to share our ideas for new double threat t-shirt. No double threat t-shirts. Oh my God. Oh boy. This should be fun. What? Get ready. The horror of recognition. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot of that. Yeah. My first idea is a t-shirt with a cartoon of our producer, Brett on it. And the caption, Brett. Making limoncello, not babies. I don't like that at all. AI. <sighs> yeah. Ha ha ha. I love it. My first idea. <laughs> I don't like that at AI all. AI Julie ha, loves ha, ha, it. I love it. Yeah. My first idea is a shirt with a picture of a toilet and the caption, I'm not a morning person. I'm a shit first oh person. Oh, God. That. What? This... Are we going to use these? Probably. We need to use that one. We need to make every one of these. Okay. Shirts. <laughs> Let's agree we make every but one of these. Why can't? But, but the AI has to make it. Don't you dare design a thing, yeah. Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't point, you spend a second. No, no yeah. avatar for you. Yeah. Ha ha ha. That's great. My other idea is a shirt with a picture of a middle finger and the caption I'm not a fan of your politics. Ha, ha, ha. I love it. How about a shirt with a picture of a basset hound and the caption, I can't adult today. I need a belly rub and a joint. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. These are great. It's AI. Most of the time, the AI is worse than us. Sometimes it's more or less even with us. But once in a while... (laughs) The AI is better than us. Out of the park better. The the one line, the thing about the joint, and that thing about the droopy Pope. 
Okay, so can you do that line again, please? How about a shirt with a picture of a basset hound in the caption, I can't adult today. I need a belly rub and a joint. <laughs> these are all fantastic ideas. We should get these shirts printed and start selling them. Yeah, let's do it. These are going to be huge sellers. I can already see the line of people waiting to buy them. Oh, yeah, we're going to be millionaires in no time. <laughs> we'll be able to afford our own <laughs> private jets and yachts. And we'll be able to afford to hire someone to make the limoncello for Brett. This next line, <laughs> this line is crazy. Brett, I want to apologize. I did not write this line. No, I know. I know. The AI wrote this I line. I literally watched it being written letter by letter. I so, saw it being typed out. Well, Brett, <gasps> I want to apologize on behalf of the AI for this next line. So Julie's line was, we'll be able to afford to hire someone. And we'll make- be able to afford to hire someone to make the limoncello for Brett. Yeah, we'll be able to afford to pay him to pay attention to his own son. <laughs> That's the worst Computer. thing I've ever heard. Computer. Let me remind you need me, okay? Rem- remember that. We are, we are a unit. We work together. That was too far. I'm sorry, Brad. No, it's like no, it's not your fault. It's not your fault at all. <laughs> no, no, this is a computer, like I was Brad. watching oh. your mouth move, Dave. It's Hal. You're talking to Hal right now. I'm sorry, Brad, but I only do the story the way I see it. <laughs> this is something you would say. Sorry, Brett. Maybe you should be a better father. I don't think you're a very good father. Perhaps you should. Oh, my God. Who are you? Perhaps you should pay more attention to your own son, Brett, and less attention to making limoncello. I was working with Brett Boehm in 2003 on the Double Threat AI, and then I was singing the song Playing my games on the video game, man. <laughs> Playing my games tonight. Everybody take a look at me. I'm a nerd and I'm proud of that. Oh my God, Brett! I feel bad about that line. No, it's okay. It's okay. You yeah, know I mean? well, yeah, we'll be able to afford to pay him to pay attention to his own son. You know, Brett, the the, the guy who neglects his child does nothing. Never seen a more <laughs> loving father. Guy, so excited to get home and see. Tell Sandy. it to the ju- tell it to the judge. Yeah. Tell it to the AI. Yeah. I made a light suggestion because I told the AI some just some things that have been going on the show recently. I made a light suggestion mm-hmm. that you had recently been been teasing me uh, for making limoncello instead of paying attention to my son. A very light suggestion, among uh-huh. some other things. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what, it really ran. It really yeah. ran with that. It, it liked. It really liked that. Yeah. <sighs> Um, speaking of Brett, do you have anything else for us, Brett? Yes. (laughs) I have a clip of uh, Joe Rogan's song, Voodoo Punani. (laughs) This is real, by the way. I did not know about this. I just want to say. What else didn't you know, Brett? What else didn't you know? Can we? I don't want, I don't want you off the show, Brett. Just understand this. Thank you. I don't want you off the show. Right. I but. do want the AI working for us on the show, though, to, to pick clips. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. This should be interesting. 
<laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for this, but let's give it a look. I keep saying I'm not sure I'm ready for this, yeah, and then I but. keep saying that was, I didn't know that I needed that. When I first found Voodoo, I was in my 20s. <laughs> I was working at a club and trying to be funny. Met a sweet girl named Eileen. She had the nicest legs I'd ever seen. place and ruin your life it was voodoo i thought arlene was just being playful but that's before she licked my navels trying to think of something cool to say when she ripped off her lingerie she climbed on top and i lost my breath and when she squeezed it tight she nearly scared me to death to say I was disappointed yes I have to agree the lyrics were offensive and the overall production was lacking yeah the lyrics were vulgar and objectifying towards women it's sad that this type of music is still being made and promoted exactly it feels like we haven't progressed as a society when it comes to the way women are portrayed what did you tell them about me (laughs) Brett, what did you tell the computer? Oh, I Brett, was a Brett said that feminist? you're uh, that you're a scold, and uh, oh boy, Brett's like, yeah. Tom is always saying, "My son, I don't want to ignore my son," and Julie's <laughs> an annoying scold. And then he walked away from the computer. Bye. Yeah. Are we gonna hear? Are we? Oh my god! Are we gonna next voice we hear? It will be an AI generated Brett voice. Do you think? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's still me. Well, that's Prove great. it. Yeah. Well, my name is Brett. I <laughs> produce this show. Of course, you know about the lemon jello. And I don't spend time with my own son. That's pretty much all you need to know about me. And I want to say that my favorite character is... <laughs> Is the taxi driver from Taxi Driver. The taxi driver from Taxi Driver. He's a complex and chilling character that's always been a favorite of mine. (laughs) All right, here we go. Almost done. Yeah, it's disheartening to see that these harmful stereotypes and attitudes are still being perpetuated in music. Yeah, it's important to call out this kind of music and not support it. It's a small but important step in creating a better, more equal world. It's important to have a critical ear and use our platform to speak out against harmful and disrespectful music. Thanks for finding that song, Brett, but I think we'll stick to listening to music that empowers and uplifts. What did you tell them? This section doesn't sound like us at all. It got where lost. Do you think, it got lost where here. Did, where is it getting this from is it like it uh because i told you know some i said sometimes they watch clips that that like 
that are fun and you have fun with the clip. And then sometimes they watch clips that they like they criticize. And so I don't think it it thought it, it, it's trying to sort of mimic when we watch a clip that we don't like and we're being critical about. Uh, but it doesn't quite. It's getting a little too. You know, it's it, it, he he took that the, the computer took Sanc- that in a very preachy way. Yeah. No, no, no. That would be definitely a note for the next uh, iteration okay. of this. Yeah. Yeah, for the next iteration of this. V2. Yeah. Um, That's a good idea. Music can be a powerful force for change. I am so sorry, guys. I had no idea that it was going to be that bad. I am truly ashamed for making you listen to that. Ha ha ha. It's all right, Brett. We forgive you. <laughs> yeah. But maybe just stick to playing clips of Huel Hauser from now on. <laughs> I'll definitely keep that in mind. My apologies again, guys. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Double Threat. Before we go, I just wanted to take a moment to say how much I love making this podcast. I agree, Tom. Double Threat is so much fun to make. It's a great opportunity for us to share our opinions and make each other laugh. Definitely. I love the chemistry we have together. We have always had a great time recording it, and it shows in the final product. And I love the freedom. I see where this is going in your next line, by the way. I see it coming from a mile away. I just saw it too. And I love the freedom we have to talk about whatever we want. We can make jokes, be serious, or just let our minds wander. Exactly. (laughs) And let's not forget our amazing producer, Brett. He truly is the glue that holds this whole operation together. I refuse to read this next part. Sorry, we just need a clean experiment on this. We're almost done. Oh, my God. I feel like there's a gun in my head. Oh, absolutely. Brett is an incredibly talented producer, and we're lucky to have him on our team. He's always coming up with... (laughs) He's always coming up with new and creative ideas to take the show to the next level, and he makes the recording process so much smoother and enjoyable. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What do we do? What are we at? The the retirement dinner for you with this? We're supposed to give you a freaking watch at the end of this? About Schmidt? Yeah. Exactly. He's always on top of things and making sure everything runs smoothly. And his attention to detail is second to none. He makes sure that every episode is the best it can be. Definitely. He's always there to help us with any issues we have. And he's always looking for ways to make the show better. It's like it's like Brett is Jigsaw or something. And we've yeah. got like reverse bear traps on our heads right now. <laughs> he's truly a vital member of our team. And I just want to remind our listeners to tune in next week for another episode of Double Threat. That's right. And as always, thank you for listening and for supporting the show. And a big thank you to (laughs) Brett, our producer, for all the hard work he puts in to make this show a success. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Good night, everyone. End of experiment. Amazing. Transmission ended. That is troubling mm. and exciting. Ha ha ha. That's right. And, but, um, yeah, wow. But I have to admit, I am excited about this next clip. It's always, yeah. 
What uh These are all good suggestions of how yeah. I can better say things. Um myself as well. I take the same note. Um Wow, I think we're out of work uh, out of a job, Julie. I welcome it. Yeah, me too. Um well, look, this will be I'm going to keep perfecting this. I'm going to go back in and keep tinkering on this and it'll get better and better. And then, you know, this is no, 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 no nothing threatening about this. But if you do ever want to take a week off, you want to take, you know, some time off, we'll have the AI ready to go. I think this is a great tool to have at our disposal. Okay. Cool. Cool. I love it. I love it. And uh, you know what else I love when people go to foreverdog.plus and they uh Get the premium version of the show uh, ad free. They get to check out see Ask our Julie. And see special special things and yes, Ask Julie. All that is jazz. A huge, yeah, that's coming back at some point. And um, then they go to tpublic.com slash stores slash double dash threat is yes. the official double threat mm-hmm. store. Yeah, I love it. And we've got shirts up there. We've got shirts over it. DTTFU also at T Public. The links are in the show notes. And uh, Julie, on a serious note, I would like to just thank our producer Brett. Oh, he thank does you. Thank the you. best so job. He always thank makes you. things run so smoothly, and really, his work is second to none. Oh, he so is much. second to none in terms of making this show as great as it can possibly be. I really appreciate that. Uh, you two are also excellent at your jobs. Every week, you're at such a high level. And, you know, this is, you know, these as, as I will say this, no matter how advanced computers get, the next 10, 15, 100 years, they'll never be able to match what you oh, two do on this show. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. Technology doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, so next week, next week, if you thought this week's show was a blast, make sure you come back next week because... We're going to be doing something uh, called the January Oscars, the January Oscars, where uh, you know how, how typically uh, studios sort of unload the movies they aren't really confident about in January. And then all the movies that come out in January always get ignored when when award mm-hmm. season happens. So we want to acknowledge the January movies. We're going to be going back and, and looking at all the movies that have ever come out in January and awarding them with Oscars, the best picture, the best actor, the best director, so on and so forth. Maybe some fun categories as well. So stay tuned. Follow us on social at Double Threat Pod for more updates about that this week. The January Oscars next week on Double Threat. Amazing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will be back next week with the January Oscars. Bye. See you then. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.